Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. And, uh, but I've been thinking a lot about our gospel reading this week and Christ the King Sunday in light of everything that's going on in our nation. Our nation, uh, it seems like, has been gripped over the last several years with national trials. Uh, most recently, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Now, I have my thoughts, and uh, the pulpit is not the place where I expound my thoughts on that. But I do want to say that after watching the verdict... And then following and watching the various politicians and news pundits express their opposing views and their their various thoughts depending on what side of the aisle you're on, I could not help but ponder, like Pilate, what is truth? Queen et veritas, Pilate asks Jesus. And is there ever a place to find truth? including a trial. Well, our gospel reading would say, ultimately, in regards to this trial that we've just read about, you get a resounding yes. This trial is where we are going to find out about the truth and what it means for you and me. This is the most important trial that's ever occurred, actually, in history. Never mind the trial occurred in Jerusalem, which by Roman standards was a backwater place. I mean, Jerusalem was the armpit of the armpit of the Roman world. There was no political influence coming out of Jerusalem. There was no major trade coming out of Jerusalem. Much like Kenosha, Wisconsin. However, unlike Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, this trial in Jerusalem would have never even made the Roman times. Nobody but the religious leaders actually cared about the outcome of this trial. And most certainly nobody, not even Pilate, actually cared or worried about the truth of this trial. Yet God takes this trial and he uses it to teach us not simply about truth, and truth claims, but to teach us the truth. This is my first point. At this trial in John's gospel, the meaning of truth in an ultimate sense can be found. In fact, Jesus uses legal language when he tells Pilate, you say that I'm a king, and for this I was born, and for this I came into the world To what? To testify to the truth. And everyone who listens, who belongs to the truth, listens to my voice. Friends, this trial today that we've just read about is all about truth. However, like Pilate, like the crowds, we have a hard time with the idea of the truth just like we have a hard time as Americans with the concept of a king. We don't really understand what the truth actually is. 
Now, there's a difference between, say, between something being true and the truth. For example, water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, zero degrees Celsius. This is something that is based on an experiment and observation, and it's a true statement. And true statements can also vary. For example, you could say that St. George's Church is in the Union Square part of New York City. That's a true statement. Or you could say that St. George's Church is in Manhattan. Both answers are true statements. And we can look at it on a map and we can verify it. However, we get confused, and this is why we misunderstand the truth. Because while there are truth statements, there's a distinction between truth statements and the truth. It's understood in our Gospels. We actually don't like the truth. We don't like it naturally, especially when it comes to Christianity and religion, ultimate things, because the truth always has something to say to us, and it has something to say to the deepest recesses of our hearts. Namely, you're not God. That's hard for New Yorkers to believe, but it's the truth. And so what happens is that we begin to confuse truth statements with the truth and equate whether, you know, St. George's is in uh, uh, the Union Square part of, uh, you know, New York City or whether it's in Manhattan with ultimate truth. And so the notion that you have a truth and I have a truth which is subject to interpretation and five billion other people have truth as well, well, that creates a whole deal of confusion. And actually, I would, um, I would uh, say that this is one of the reasons why social media today is so toxic and deadly. Because it has given an official platform to not truth statements, but just a bunch of opinions which masquerade as the truth. It's deadly. Get off it, unless you're just watching cat videos. That's the law for today. I love the cat videos, man. And people tripping on the beach. Am I the only one? But anyway... um, But this is, this is illustrated as uh, stated by a former Pentecostal megachurch pastor turned popular universalist life coach, Carlton Pearson, when he was speaking about truth a couple of years on Oprah Winfrey. I know we all saw the episode, but let me just remind you, <laughs> that was supposed to be screamingly funny, but anyway, um, let me just remind you what he said. He said, asked about his thoughts on the truth. He said, that's what fascinates me today about the concept of truth. It's malleable to our own understanding and relationship with it. In fact, the truth can always change. That sounds awful. And our gospel tells us something different. Thrust before Pilate is not a truth statement. But thrust before Pilate is truth embodied And it is weak. It appears helpless. It appears wounded. Because that's where truth can most clearly speak to us and our hearts. Jesus in this moment appears to be no threat at all. 
So now comes the moment. Pilate asks, are you the king of the Jews? And there is this back and forth of truth statements. Jesus asks him, you know, uh, Jesus asks him, um, do you ask this on your own? Or did others tell you about me? What Jesus is getting at here is the truth statement. What's Pilate talking about? Are you talking about me as king, as truth statement? I'm here as a political leader to overthrow Caesar and Rome? Or are you talking about a truth statement? I am the Messiah, the Lord, who has come to fulfill all of the God of Israel's promises to not only save the Jews, but the whole world from sin, death, and the devil. And you see this begins to enrage Pilate because he is the one in this region who defines truth. So the text, the argument, brings us back to that question. So you are a king. To which Jesus responds with the truth. And take a look. He literally testifies about himself before Pilate. He says, you say that I'm a king. Imagine this is probably coming through like just swollen lips and mashed in eyes. And he says, for this, I was born. And for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. And hear this. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Jesus does not say, you know, I've come here to fill everybody's heads with a bunch of truth statements. Oh, he does throughout the gospel. He gives us truth statements in the gospel, but he tells us those truth statements in order that we can understand who he actually is. The truth embodied in flesh. And this is my second point. The truth is not just a collection of ideas. The truth is not fluid and you determine what your truth is. The truth, rather, is the foundation upon which everything, the entire cosmos, rests. That's what we believe as Christians. As St. Paul would write, in him... We live and move and have our being. Jesus Christ is the truth. For he is our... And you notice that. There's that terrible song. You know, you came from heaven to earth to show the way. You know, he didn't come to show the truth. He didn't come to show life. He came to be it. And that's what we celebrate. Jesus Christ is the truth. He's our great king who hung on a cross and died in our place. And he rose from the dead and is coming again to restore us heart, body, mind, and soul. This is the hope of the book of Revelation to God. That is the truth. And my dear brothers and sisters, you have been baptized into this truth. It's yours already. This is why Jesus says to the Pilate, says to Pilate, that odd phrase, if you take a look at it, yet it's a key statement here in this trial. Everyone who is of the truth 
listens to my voice. He doesn't say everyone who believes truth statements listens to my voice. But everyone who is of the truth, Pilate in this moment, the crowds in this moment, did not belong to the truth. And so when he encounters Jesus standing before him in this trial, he cannot comprehend that Jesus is the truth. This beaten Nazarene rabbi, really? (laughs) There is no Lord but Caesar. That, though, is the truth. Jesus is indeed king. And king not only of the Jews, but king over all creation. The truth at this trial and its conclusion in the death and resurrection of Jesus actually changes everything. And here's how it relates to you. You see, it's a truth statement to say that you and I measure ourselves. We evaluate ourselves. And we live in a society that is constantly doing it to us. And we fall short creates a lot of anxiety, creates a lot of medication and self-medication. And you and I, it's a truth statement to say that every one of us, at one time or another, has put our trust, it's a truth statement to say this, that we've put our trust and confidence in something other than Christ the King. And it is a truth statement to say that we have faltered in our worship and that we have failed to love one another. Those are all truth statements. They can all be observed and measured. And it is a truth statement to say, as St. Paul says in Romans, that the wages of sin is death. However, and this is my third point, and this is the good news for you and for me, Those truth statements are not the truth. The truth is that because of Jesus, you are holy in God's sight right now. The truth is that because of Jesus, you are forgiven. The truth is that because of our King Jesus, you are righteous in God's sight right now. You're not just declared not guilty before the throne of God. You are declared totally and completely innocent. And you are perfect in his eyes. And you are right now his dearly beloved children. That is the truth. And this is my third point. So while there may be lots of truth statements about you, never forget in an ultimate sense, dear Christian, only the truth defines you. And what is truth? Queen et veritas. It is Jesus Christ. And it is because you are in the truth, you are here now, and you hear his voice that says, my body broken for you my blood shed for you. It's because you are in the truth, you are here now, and you know that you have been called by the gospel. And you have been enlightened, and he's enlightened you with his gifts. And he continues to sanctify you and keep you in that true faith.
until he returns or calls us home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support. 